Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. What's up, Paddle and Finn listeners? This is your host, Brian, from the OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Orr's second annual Catch and Release Charity Tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers Together Can Help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m., goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler, an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that, donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, That's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up, guys. Jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve, even if you can't fish it. It's 20 bucks, guys. Let's help out. Welcome back to another episode of The Reel Down. This is your host, Sam Jones. 
Brad Hicks is on vacation this week, so we've got the OG Brian Schiller in the house tonight filling in for him. Uh, we have got a jam-packed show for you tonight, so get ready. Yeah, buddy. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Alright guys, let's recap some tourneys. So I know you guys uh, talked about a few of these last week. I'll uh, I'll kick it off here with the uh, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail out there at Paint Creek. It was a uh, three fish uh, limit and uh, eight inch minimum. And uh, first place we got um, Bert, Bert. Guthaus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, would have. <laughs> he had uh, 43 inches, man. So, you know, I looked at his three fish. He had a 14 and three quarter, a 14 and a quarter, and a 14. So it it seems like it was a tough bite because, you know, they had 27 anglers total and only 15 people had scorable fish so it seems like it was a tough bite um we got brian coin coming in at in second with 42 and three quarter he's a quarter inch out of first place and uh third place was michael becker um you know basically 14 inch average for all these guys so yeah, and he had uh, the big bass too of the tournament, which was only sixteen inches. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Becker did. He had a sixteen, a fourteen, and a twelve and a half. So if he could have upgraded that last one, mm-hmm. he would have been in that first place spot. But um, you know, some other no- notable names: Sean Skidmore was in there, came in fifth. Um, Perkins seen his name a few times so but uh yeah it looks like it was a tough bite out there at paint creek i don't know what it is with those ohio lakes man they're just tough well i think indiana's tougher from a fishery standpoint personally but the ohio area it's it's tough but i think the big thing is there's just more anglers per capita there yeah and you know it's just those lakes are so highly pressured yeah um and I think that's why you see some of the results you see here. And it's also why they do three fish limits. Yeah. And these event, a lot of these events. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it was interesting when I was out there in July, man. I mean, ton of fishing pressure. You saw boats and kayaks all over the place fishing uh, when we were out there on Collin Lake. So I get where you're coming from there, man. Absolutely. Well, we go from Cincinnati to the other side of the country with this next recap kbf western region uh, had their regional championship on clear lake in california uh so you want to talk about a a major difference in results here you know guys were averaging 90 and high 80s uh per day so yeah clear lake we all know what a what an amazing fishery that is um First place, a name that I just keep seeing popping up all the time, all year, and towards the end of last year, not only on the kayak side, but on the FLW co-angler side, and that's Jacob Traba. 
he took the he took the win by a quarter of an inch, uh, just just barely scratching this one out, but uh, won the regional championship out there. When we break down the results here, his day one was 88 and a quarter inches. I mean, that's stout anywhere in the country. Yeah. Single day. Day two, he does even better, pulls out 90 inches Jeez. for a total of 178.25 for a two-day tournament. Yeah, buddy. Against some of the toughest competition out there in the West. You know, follow that up. We got um, a 178 in second place there, 175.75. So it drops off a little bit into third place. Uh, but you're still you're looking at even at when I'm saying dropping off day one Damon had 90.25 day two 85.5 so just really impressive numbers out there in the West. Yeah, another name on there. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Danny Uribe, he's currently leading uh, rookie of the year. So that was a solid finish. I know that's one of the guys I've been looking at to gun down, but, man. Made it tough on you, didn't he? Oh, dude. Yeah, because I I just looked right before we started this, and there's like 120 points that separate him and I. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I basically have to win, (laughs) win, win regional and then, like, do way better at the, the national trail series and that's what's going to be interesting we've got a few guys in the west and a few guys you know in texas um and in the south that are are doing really well from an aoi and a rookie of the year standpoint in the kbf trail interesting to see if those guys make the trip yeah yeah lacrosse you know um and see if that's in their plans so that could that could really shake things up Right. <laughs> Don't remind him. <laughs> what trail, trail series championship? No, that's not going on. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man. But it is uh it's definitely shaping up to be an exciting points race this year coming down to the yeah. finale. A lot of a lot of the big names have been hitting multiple regions trying to qualify for as many regional championships as they can. Because it is such a tight race this year, and uh, it feels like it—you know—this th- is my first season competing, but it's not my first season, you know, watching these guys and, and being uh, kind of a fan. And it, it seems like this year is a little bit more competitive. There's always like two or three guys at the top, but it yeah. seems like this year there are so many people in play, um, and I think that just shows how much better this field is getting year after year. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the top 10 right now for Angler of the Year, and top 10 are separated by 80 points. You know, our good friend Alan Reed is in 10th. Dylan Fuqua is in 2nd. You got Matthew Scotch in 1st. Cody Milton in 3rd. Casey Reed, 4th. Richie McMichael, 5th. Derek Brundle, 6th. And I messed up there, so Derek Brundle from Massachusetts is leading rookie of the year danny is in, okay. is tied for eighth right now so okay but uh yeah Bill. but he's second for rookie of the year right now yeah so i mean it's a tight race all around man when you're when we're getting to these regionals you know this 
these next few weeks and then going into that trail series championship, man, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. I mean, as you're reading through those names, I'm just thinking, man, any one of those people has, you know, the possibility of winning one of these tournaments. Um, And then the other thing is too momentum. You look at momentum and some of the names you're reading off. And of course the first one that comes to mind for me is Allen. Yeah. You know, just really having a strong season, but he's also got that momentum behind him. Uh, so it's gonna. I'm curious to see what you know what he does in these uh, these next two events. So uh, hopefully he's one place behind me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, right? That would be nice. I think. But uh, yeah, I think I've only beat him once, once, maybe twice. No. Yeah. Just once, once at Madison. He's kicked my butt all season long, man. So he's he's definitely had a breakout year. So yeah. proud of him. You know, that's Absolutely. a travel buddy, of course, and uh, proud Absolutely. of him. Absolutely, it's been, it's been fun to watch and be a part of. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got a couple more events, so we better move on. Here. Yeah, yeah. Indiana kayak anglers, and then in conjunction was a Hobie Bass Open satellite out on White River in Indiana. Uh, you know, kind of your home turf there. Um, We'll start out with the Indiana Kayak Angler results. Um, you know, first up, Cole Garland, which uh, you'll hear from him in a few minutes here. Um, 88 and a half inches. Uh, he had a 20 and a half inch smallmouth. So he, his five fish went 20 and a half, 18, 17 and a half, 17 and a quarter, and 15 and a quarter. All smallies. And then uh, follow that up with Josh. Sharenko, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he had 87 and a quarter, um, and then we had Nick Matthews uh, with 86 and a quarter. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty tight race over there. And then for the Hobie series, which I was surprised, man, like that, uh, not as many people signed up for the Hobie satellite compared to what was in the Indiana. Um, kayak anglers tournament but um, Cole Garland again took took the Hobie side Josh Sharenko took second and then Joshua Robbins took third and then I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our lady over here at Paddle and Finn Miss Susie Roloff took six yeah so she I know she had a great day she was in like second place for most of the day um you know her and i had a conversation before she left to go out there she's like you know rivers aren't really my thing so you know uh if you got any pointers and i gave her a few so i'm hoping i'm hoping some of that played a part but i don't know but uh yeah she she did really well out there so let's talk about this event a little bit because if you're listening to this podcast and you're not familiar with indiana um you know you might think of of a river event and think of a typical river like the Ohio river, Mississippi, um, you know, Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Rivers, something like that. The white river is not that the white river is very, very skinny water in some places. Very narrow. I mean, two kayaks side by side, it can get tight. It can get pretty tight. You can cast from one bank to the other. And most of the sections of the river, um and we had 96 anglers 
on the White River that day. Well, 96. I saw some photos somebody posted where there was, like, groups of canoes and kayaks, like, going through where these guys were fishing and stuff. So it was even tighter. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. the other So a weekend on the White River. So the White River runs through downtown Indianapolis. Yep. Right? Metro. And uh, that is... That is the recreation spot. I mean, that's where people go. We don't have big lakes or anything like that. So people go rafting, tubing, canoeing. There are a handful of different uh, trips that people take through there. So, yeah, it's tough. You want to talk about leapfrogging each other and fishing. And, you know, we'll get to Cole here in a second. But talking about Susie, comes down. She's never practiced on this water. Never fished this water. You just said it there. She's not a a river person. And to come and finish – you know, top six in the uh, the Hobie, right? But top ten, yeah, in the IKA event, very very impressive. Um, you know, we look at Josh there. No surprise, he's up at the top there at all. Uh, Cole Garland, you know, winning it there. He a very consistent angler. Um, you know, doing well and putting up eighty eight and a half inches of smallmouth in Indiana. I mean, they're exposing what <laughs> what this river can do. It's kind of a – it's been a gem for a long time, a little hidden gem, and uh, it's, it's getting exposed right now for sure. I've already seen some posts and comments of people from out of state, uh, from all over, talking about wanting to come up here and fish this, this river now. And uh, that's exciting, you know, and it was exciting to have a Hobie event here in the state in conjunction with Indiana Kayak Anglers getting a satellite event. I, too, wish we would have seen a better turnout. And I'm not sure what the holdup was there. But, uh, yeah, definitely an exciting event. I, I had a good time watching yeah. the leaderboard. wish I could have been in it. I just couldn't work it out this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely the premier kayak event in Indiana. Yeah, I was watching some of your recaps throughout the day. So it was, it was kind of cool to see that, uh, you know. I think it's cool when you get that from some of these tournament stops, you know. So. Right. Yeah, I wish I could have been on the water doing live recaps and, and, and that sort of stuff. And hopefully that will come uh, through our group there, the Hoosier Kayak Bassin Group. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome event. And uh, like you said, we'll talk to Cole a little bit more about that here in a minute. Heck, yeah, man. Move, moving on to our final recap for this week, uh, we had uh, Michigan, Ohio, kayak anglers. They were on Belleville Lake in Michigan. So, uh, my ho, they go back and forth between Michigan and Ohio and they were fishing in Mich- Michigan waters this week. Uh, this was their final event, I believe. Is that yeah. right, Brian? Yeah. They, they call it the end of the year, uh, bass brawl and they were on yep. F- Ford and Belleville lakes. Gotcha. So they okay. had two lakes, two to cover. waters. Yeah. Nice. So, um, winner of that event, with a 83.25 for his single day limit was Stephen Galloway, also going to be on the show later on. So we'll get to hear about that. You know, and I believe he had all smallmouth, all smallmouth as well. Yeah, exactly. And he so, had big bass as well with an 18 yep. and three quarter. Exactly. Yeah. So he just crushed it, um, led that thing all the way. And then we had Chad. Uh, Leonard, yep, 
78-25. Ryan Sweet, 75-75. So, I mean, he, man, almost a 10-inch difference between first and, and third place there. So, yeah. pretty impressive victory uh, on that one. Yeah. Um, Eric Siddiqui, man, he didn't, he didn't do too hot in this one. Yeah, I mean, so from what I heard from Todd, um, Todd Patrick with, with Michigan, Ohio, is that, you know, Steven's just a really, really solid angler. Just, yeah. You know, very, very consistent. And, and we're going to we're gonna kind of ask him some of those questions tonight, just how, how he stays so consistent. But, you know, he's got some angler of the year, some championships, and, and some wins, and just a really consistent angler. And like you said, beating out top guys like Siddiqui. Yeah, well, I know, um, so if you guys don't remember way back on the OG show when we talked to Alan Wiedemeyer, um, you know, there's this uh, Midwest bass battle going on between a bunch of clubs. So I know this tournament kind of solidified their team of five anglers. You got nine clubs getting five anglers going to this Crossroads Classic, uh, which is going to be in... uh, it's not southern, but it's more cent- uh, east central Illinois yeah. on um, Newton Lake. And uh, I'm, I'm giving out a teaser here, but I talked to Mr. Wiedemeyer uh, this week. And uh, we're going to get an angler from each club and have a little smack talk before the Crossroads Ooh. Classic. So watch out for that. I'm sure... I think we'll incorporate that into the final cast segment. Um, awesome. So Sam's just hearing about this for the first time. He's smiling. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we, we talked about that back uh, back when we had Alan on, and uh, he shot me a message. He's like, hey, you still want to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So we're going to try nice. to get an angler from each club and just have them come on, talk about their season, and then uh, talk a little smack, you know. So should be cool, man. So you know um i know you know a few of these clubs are starting to wrap up their end of the year uh tournament series so we'll we'll start to see those lists compile and see who's who all's going i know mkt has their list of guys and uh there's some sticks in there kbl has their uh final tournament in two weeks i believe so um you're gonna you're gonna start to see some of these uh see see some of these names in that tournament uh kind of take take shape so it'll be cool absolutely you know uh newton lakes one of my one of my favorite lakes uh in in the midwest i grew up not too terribly far from there and i, I fished it quite a bit yeah. in the in the winter months because it is a yeah. it's a hot water discharge like it's got a cold water side and a hot water side yep. two fork and man it is an amazing fishery yeah and at the end of the year when i was looking at you know the national side and the local side. Yeah, this that event was one that was weighing heavy on me when I was trying to make the decision because I knew I couldn't do both. I couldn't sure. do the local stuff and the national stuff uh, enough to qualify anyway. And that was one event I was really excited about. It's going to be a good time. Those guys are gonna. Those guys are really going to have a, a lot of fun out there on that lake. It's going to be prime. And, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what happens from that so we'll have some paddle and fin coverage of that which is oh, awesome yeah, yeah. and then we've got we'll have a couple different teams coming from the huger state so uh 
my Hoosier Kayak Bassing group will be following that as well and put some coverage out there. So nice. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah buddy. Well, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll uh, bring on our first guest, Mr. Cole Garland. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits spinner baits you name it he's got a whole array of things and if it isn't listed on the facebook page shoot him a message maybe he can make it up for you southern lake co awesome apparel you guys uh check out southernlakecompany.com And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. All right, everybody. We're back with the winner of the Indiana Kayak Anglers event and the Hobie Bass Open Series. We talked to you a little bit about the results earlier. Mr. Cole Garland is on the show with us tonight. How you doing, Cole? Good, guys. Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's Absolutely, awesome. man. Yeah, man. We're excited to have you on the show tonight. You know, winning a couple trophies, cashing a couple checks. It's pretty exciting, and uh, we're we're looking forward to talking to you about uh, about your victory. Yeah, that's awesome. It was uh, it was a great experience, and uh, just one of those tournaments that. I had circled on my calendar for a long time, guys, and uh, it was pretty awesome to come out with a W. So nice. Pretty stoked about it. Did you bring the wheelbarrow with you to haul all the cash back to your truck? <laughs> you know, I, I, I did it, but um, you know, I probably should have. I had yeah. like a couple trips to the truck. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Nice. Well, you talk about having it circled on your calendar for a long time, and so did I. I'm still heartbroken that I didn't get out there this year to compete in that I had to make a choice between um, the FLW KVF cup and this event. And uh, I decided to go to the cup. Um, so, so I missed it, but it was definitely awesome watching the leaderboard uh, this year and, and, and seeing you get the, get the W. So Cole, we'll talk a little bit more about that tournament here in a minute, but first off, one question we'd like to ask everyone on this show, all of our guests is, you know, how did you get started in fishing? And, uh, you know, when was your first tournament and that sort of thing? Um, well, I started out when probably, you know, I was, I had the ability to hold on to a Zepco, man, and push the button. Um, all of my dad's side, my family side, uh, real big into fishing, got introduced, you know, like I had said when I was real young and it just kind of took off from there. Um, fished all the time. Um, uh, all, all the time out of a boat, basically, and then kind of grew up from there and, and uh, fished a few tournaments when I was young. I got to fish in a, a BASS Open Series, oh, cool. uh, actually the, the weekend series tournaments. Uh, fished a couple of those. I think I played second in one, and I just kind of got hooked from there. I was probably 13 at the time, 
Nice. Um, fished a few bass tournaments here and there. Went to, uh, you know, once I got into college and a little bit older, I kind of stopped for a while. Um, but uh, just kind of fished all my life, guys, and uh, just kind of took off in the kayak scene about 10 years ago. Got my first kayak and then uh, worked slowly into bigger and better kayaks and then started fishing a little kayak tournament. So uh, kind of been doing that ever since. What made you uh, What made you switch from the boat to the kayak? What was uh, the motivation? Well, I, I'm, I'm still about 50-50. Um, I don't okay. really fish any boat tournaments. Uh, but really is, it's kind of, I kind of started fishing the river tournaments and that's what I really like to do is, is chase those smallmouth in the rivers, man. And that, that's what we used to do growing up. Used to wait a lot. Um, and then when I was introduced into the kayak world, it can float instead of banging your shins and your knees walking down the river. So, um, that's how I first got started. Wanted to fish the tournaments, uh, in the rivers and then kind of grew, wanted to fish the bigger tournaments and the bigger lakes. Um, so just kind of stuck with it, man, and and a lot of the a lot of the tournaments are local. Um, I'd rather fish out of a kayak in a tournament than in a boat, so a little bit more control, and uh, and it's it's more fun, I think, because you get to know more of the guys, have a little closer uh, relationship with those guys, you know, than in the boat scene, and and uh, it's it's a good time. Awesome, man. I can definitely relate to that. So I started I started on the boat side as well. <laughs> And uh, have transitioned into the kayak over the last uh, last year, and uh, it's it's been it's been amazing. So uh, I don't think I'll ever go back to the other side. Um, yeah. All right. So Cole, let's let's start talking about this uh, this tournament, right? So you've you've definitely got some tournament experience, as we just heard there. Um, you're no stranger to the the kayak tournament scene here in Indiana. So let's talk a little bit about how you prepare for tournaments and specifically for this event. What's your what's your mental preparation like, and, and how do you how do you get ready to go after this event that you've had circled on your calendar all year? Well, it helps. I, I've fished the last couple of years in this tournament, so I got to know a little bit of stretch of the river, and I haven't fished it a ton other than that. Maybe taken one or two trips down south and and kind of fished it a little bit with some buddies, but. Um, as far as, uh, you know, each tournament's different. Uh, I went to the Tippy River a few weeks back and got my butt kicked. Uh, I had a good plan, had a good pre-fishing day uh, the Friday before the tournament. But tournament day come, water clarity changed. They let water out of the dam. The, the bite changed. It was completely different. I couldn't basically change. I couldn't find what the fish were hitting, couldn't find them at all. So this time I came you know, in a little bit different. I just wanted to go up there, see the water conditions, hold it around a little bit on Friday. Um, kind of found what they were hitting, and it wasn't the stretch that I was going to fish. Um, and then basically come around 11 o'clock that night, I, I figured out what stretch I was going to fish, and it ended up working out pretty well. So, uh, But a lot of times, you know, I, I like to get up there and fish the, the, the lake or the river that I'm going to be on a day or two before. Try not to hook too many fish or actually really hook any fish at all, but um, try to have a method to where they don't get hooked. Um, but just trying to see what they're hitting on, what the water conditions are like, and then just kind of go from there. So. so what were you throwing, if you don't mind me asking? Man, I was throwing a little bit of everything. I okay. was throwing, I know that's uh, that's probably a cliche answer, but... Um, <laughs> You know, I, 
I started out on Friday. I was throwing, um, you know, any crawfish imitation. Okay. Uh, working any shad imitation, and, and I had found that they were hitting a little bit of both. Nice. Uh, but tournament day, it was a shad imitation bait, um, getting it into the right spots. And as long as I, I found a color that I really liked, um, and they were just smoking it. And I, I just, uh, I was really fortunate that they kept hitting that color, along with another color too as well, because the first color I had on, uh, I actually lost, or actually, they they all got torn up, and I yeah. didn't have any left. So luckily, the second color choice, uh, they were still hitting that too. So sweet, yeah. Okay, very, cool. very good. So are we looking at it like a moving bait or fish in the bottom? Uh, you know, it was actually both. I was getting them on a moving bait. Um, they were just hammering it. They were coming. I could see them a little bit. Some of the spots had really good water clarity. Most of the river um, was pretty stained. Uh, you couldn't really see too far, but uh, there were some spots where I saw the smallmouth seeing that lure, and they were just, I mean, they'd come from 10 feet away and just hammer it. It was wow. pretty cool. Um, nice. But other times, you know, I'd, I'd throw a little uh, uh, something different and just kind of kind of target that one spot, um, and they'd still hit it. So I think it just kind of depended on the spot that I was throwing to um, and, you know, the method that I had to use. So Awesome. All right, well, Cole, so talk to us a little bit about tournament day, right? So we just went over some of the, like, the bait presentations and, and that, but we had 96 anglers on a very small river and a ton of recreational boaters out, maybe not in the stretch that you were in, um, but talk to us a little bit about how that day went, you know, from, from launch to takeout. What it was, man. Like. It was. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Um, but uh, no, it was actually it was one of those days where if you told me the way that it panned out the day before it was going to pan out, um, I would have told you that I wouldn't be in the top ten. I wouldn't be in the top twenty probably because of all the things that happened. Uh, but like I had said that the night before at eleven o'clock, I planned to have my stretch. I, I, I really I fished the stretch in the Tippy tournament with a lot of people. In the last two years, the White River, I fished around a lot of people, and I just couldn't stand it. Um, so I tried to pick a stretch that I kind of figured nobody would put in at and end at. Um, and that's the way it happened. I didn't see anybody take out where I took out, and I didn't see anybody put in where I put in. Interesting. Um, and that was rarely ever happens. Yeah. So um, I remember I had texted my wife uh, that morning, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. I don't have anybody around me right now. This is cool. You know, the sunrise is coming up. It's just me and the river, man. Um, so I had a really good feeling. Um, but, you know, it, it didn't start out that easy because I had to, I parked probably, I would guess, probably a quarter mile away from the river. Um, had to run back to my truck three times because I kept forgetting stuff. And I mean, <laughs> right at 630, I was in my kayak, huffing and puffing, man. I had to run in my Crocs. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just, uh, basically tired. Just, you know, I was, I was ready to go, but anyway, I started pedaling and, uh, you know, once seven o'clock hits, I got the fish, but like I said, I caught a lot of fish early in the morning. Um, not so much great ones, but decent size. Um, didn't check all those in at the time, but, uh, they were just hammering what I was throwing. And so I had a good feeling and, and caught a few decent ones and then, um, as the day went on, um, you know, like I told you before, I had lost that, that, uh, last color 
um, or the last lure I had of that certain color. Got rid of that. Um, and I had just kept losing fish as well. They kept eating it up, losing it, spitting it out, and spitting it out. So I had to make a few adjustments. I didn't know if it was my rod. I didn't know if it was, uh, you know, uh, the lure that I was using. So I just, I mean, I lost probably 10 to 15 fish and a couple of them were pretty nice. Um, and it was just devastating. When that happens, when you lose that many fish, I mean, you just can't afford that in a big tournament. Um, so I switched rods, switched up the, the actual, uh, the lure a little bit there and, uh, ended up getting some sticks and and next thing you know i got a, a 17 i think it was a 17 something inch uh fish on the board and i thought okay this is good you know things are getting on track um so caught a lot of fish there in the morning um then i ended up sticking that 20 and a half inch fish got super pumped but it kind of seemed to start slowing down a little bit after that I uh, didn't catch fish for, you know, a good fish for a long time. Bunch of dinks got into a stretch of river that just really wasn't that great. Um, even got stopped by a CEO um, early afternoon. He wanted to check really? my license, man. So, yeah, I've been, on a, I've been on a lot of rivers and uh, throughout my day. and I've never had my license checked. Uh, so I was pretty bummed about that. Lost maybe 20 casts or so, I would say, throughout my day. Took up some time. So yeah, uh, finally on the White River to... Yeah, he yeah. yeah walked through some trails in a woods somewhere, and he was sitting there on the side of the bank. So, huh. um, yeah, so I had to have that checked there. But anyway, you know, a few hours went by, and like I said, I just kept catching deeks. And then uh, next thing you know, I, I, I come down in the crunch time, and um, I think there was about 30 minutes left. I saw two real nice spots coming up, and it was just before my takeout. I uh, hit the first spot nothing there but then the second spot was holding fish and that's when i uh, i think i hit the 17 and a half inch fish with about 20 minutes left and the 18 inch fish with about six minutes left it snapped the pick so uh, that called the two 12 inch dinks that i had that i was getting ready to submit and wow. that 18 inch fish you know won me the tournament so nice i was real fortunate i hit those spots when i did and the get you know and the co didn't uh take any longer checking from my right. license luckily so that's good man there as you were going through there a couple things were firing off in my mind that i want to ask questions about i'm sure brian has a couple as well but you kind of mulled right over the the 20 20 and a half inch fish <laughs> and like that had to been a pretty epic moment right so to tell us a little bit about that like what was yeah. what was that I think, uh, yeah, I just kind of went over that pretty quickly because there were so many things that happened. I mean, I even left out uh, losing a rod and reel. Uh, another one of my guides snapping on another rod. Uh, my, I've got a, a Pro Angler 12 and, and my uh, actual fence, both fins split uh, oh, right on the shaft Ooh. there. So I was kind of thinking all these things in my head. There were so, much, so many things that happened that was crazy, uh, you know, but... Anyway, that 20 and a half inch fish, it was actually, um, I think I saw maybe three or four guys the entire time. And I think they were probably fishing the tournament. I'm not for sure. They were in kayaks, but um, I had first seen these guys and they pulled up and I, I saw this spot. I thought, man, I hope they really don't hit this spot. Luckily they did and they passed it up. So I, I hit the anchor there, uh, threw in a couple of times, caught a couple of small fish, but there had been a, a nice fish in there. And um, luckily he was uh luckily uh, i threw up in there and and 
he was there, man. He hit, and I knew right away it was a nice fish. I mean, it was uh, fought him for a long time. I had him on uh, eight pound test line, and uh, it was just one of those where I was kind of in a bend, and he took off in the current and went downstream, and I had to fight him up back upstream, and he was taking out the drag quite a bit. Nice. You guys know how those river smallies fight. I mean, oh, yeah. especially when they get down river from you, uh, it's hard to get them back up. So um, I fought him up for a long time, man. And uh, once he got in the net, it was it was definitely uh, bittersweet. So it was it was pretty amazing. Heck yeah! Awesome. I dig it. You know, adversity is one of me and Brian's favorite topics. Uh, when it comes to tournament fishing, just because we've been through it all, but it never fails. And every time we talk to these guys who have these top finishes, they always go through the craziest days, you know, broken rods, losing bones, you know, losing gear, breaking fish off. Something happens to the truck or the trailer on the way to the ramp, you know, always something. And uh, it's just always really cool to me to hear those stories. So one more question from from that little breakdown you gave us, because I think this is this is going to be an interesting question for our listeners and something that they can learn from. You talked about changing your rod. You were getting bit, not hooking up, and you mentally decided that it was the rod or could be the rod. So you switched up your rod. So talk about that. Like, how did you come to make that decision? What exactly was it that you felt was not right? And uh, how did you come to, to change it up like that? Well, it was a, uh, the rod I was using, I, I actually, I go up to St. Clair fishing quite a bit and I use the same method up there, but it's a little bit different style of fishing how I fish that particular lure up there. So the way I'm setting the hook um, with that rod and reel works perfect up there at St. Clair. Um, You know, I don't quite move it as much. This time I was basically getting hits on the retrieve. So uh, that particular rod was a soft, soft tip. And with that being said, I just, I mean, I was setting the hook hard even. I mean, I was really overemphasizing the fact that, hey, man, I need to set the hook because I had already lost five fish or so. Um, But that still wasn't working. So I basically transitioned into a little heavier line. Um, Like I had said, I changed my lure just thinking maybe it was, it might have been that particular hook. Uh, But the rod I switched to was a faster, faster tip, a little heavier backbone so I could really get that stick on the fish. And honestly, once that happened, I mean, I never lost a fish after that. Um, and it proved to be a huge difference. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I think it was the right setup, obviously, you know, since I didn't oh, lose a fish. Um, but it was just something that I had to do, even though I love that rod and reel. Um, you know, I've caught a lot of big fish on that rod and reel, but it was just one of those things like, man, I got to set you down. I got to do something different because this is disgusting. Seeing these small mouth flip out of the water and spit your hook like no other. I mean, it was even little guys just right at the boat. It's fine because it was quick release, but I mean, they were just spitting it and spitting and spitting it. And I just, uh, it's frustrating. Wow. Awesome. That's a, that's a killer move to, to make there to have the, have the idea to do that you know yeah work out like that that's awesome oh yeah yeah 
All right, cool. So let's move into the last couple questions here. So these are going to be more about, uh, you know, the rest of your year and, and moving into the future here. So you win the Hobie Satellite event. That gets you a berth into the TOC, Tournament of Champions. What's your plans? Are you fishing it? I am, man, definitely, definitely. I'm pretty stoked about that. I mean, uh, that was, you know, that was obviously one of the goals of mine was to try and get into the Tournament Champions for sure. Um, I fished the uh, the St. Clair Tournament up there uh, to try and qualify it, but, you know, just fell short. I had I caught some real good fish, man, but, uh, you know, there was about seven other people or so that had caught uh, even bigger fish, which was nuts because I had a pretty good day, a couple days actually. Um, so, yeah, I'm stoked to fish that. I'm excited to go down to Arkansas. I've actually never fished in Arkansas, so I'm pretty stoked to uh, research a little bit more about this lake and, and be ready come turn in the time. So, pretty stoked. Sweet. Well, you got a couple, you know, fellow Hoosiers here that just got done fishing. So, uh, you know, hit us up. Hit us up. Oh, did you just fish that lake? Yeah, so if you remember, I said I had to choose between FLW Cup, KBF yeah. Cup, and the Indiana Kayak Anglers event, the FLW KBF Cup was on Wachita. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. That's right. Where, where cool. the TOC is. So yeah. um, you should have plenty of information because there's all kinds of podcasts and uh, and blogs and write-ups about, about that event. It'll be a little bit different, obviously, being a little later into the year. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a beautiful lake, man. It's a beautiful lake. It's a little tough. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's going to be a lot better when you're there, and there are some big fish in there. Big, okay. awesome. So you're gonna you're gonna have a great time down there, man. And then the the city there, um, Hot Springs, Arkansas, is amazing. Like that's a that's Fisherman Central right there. They 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 love they love the anglers down there, and they, they'll take care of you. Everyone's super nice, and uh, you're gonna have a really really good time. So, awesome. Well, I'm excited. Look for yeah, Look good luck down there, man. Heck yeah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I'm going to need it. There's some good anglers down there. so Yes, sir. You can just have a good time and just uh, fish away for, for a few days. So. Awesome. There you go. All right, Cole. Last question for you here, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up and let you get on with your evening. But uh, let's talk a little bit about 2020. So right now, kayak industry is booming. We've got m- more and more options from a fishing standpoint, from trails, clubs, opens. As you look forward to the 2020 season, you know, what what are some of the things that you're considering? What are you looking at? What are you excited about? Well, I guess for 2020 to start out with, um, I'm pretty excited to be able to fish the, the KBF championship and qualify for that. So nice. that's definitely going to be on my calendar. Um, that's a big one I've been really trying to get into um, last year and then in this year as well. But uh, you know, I guess it just depends on the, the vacation days that I have, man. Me and the wife are going to be uh, uh, scheduled to go to Europe for two weeks. So oh, cool. I've got to gotta spend some, some vacation days on that. But I'm looking at, uh, you know, getting in a few more Hobie events, hopefully next year, traveling a little bit further. I just uh, I tried to do two this year, the St. Clair, and I attempted to do the Chattanooga one, but had some vehicle issues before, and, and that kind of ruined my, my plans. But um you know fish a few of the kbfs and and just kind of venture out it just really depends um 
uh, you know, on, on the events that are scheduled and the time um, that they're scheduled. So, um, but I definitely plan on fishing more and more each year. Um, uh, kind of excited. It's kind of a bummer that it's already, you know, almost uh, uh, September. So can't believe it's already September. But yeah, uh, next yeah. thing you know, it'll be March next year, and we'll be ready to roll out and glide uh, <laughs> right. off the ice into the water <laughs> and uh, start catching some fish. But yes, uh, yeah, it's just kind of up in the air, man. Hopefully, I get to fish a lot, but we'll see. Very cool, man. Well, we'll be looking for your name at the top of the leaderboard. So good. I hope I hope that's the case. That'd yeah, great. Get that'd out there good. and kill them, man. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, again, we appreciate you coming on tonight. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you and breaking down this tournament. Um, before you head out tonight, got any sponsors that you want to shout out? Uh, no sponsors, man. No shout outs for those. So, you got any buddies you want to shout out? Um, well, I got a I got a buddy, uh, a Steve Martin, man. Uh, he wasn't able to actually fish the tournament. Uh, he's got a baby on the way, oh, but, man. Cool. uh, you know, he, he texts me throughout the, you know, at the end of the day and he actually let me know what the leader had with at two o'clock, which was 86 inches. So when I, when I figured out I had about 88 and a half inches, I, I, um, I found out from him, you know, the 86 inches, I thought, well, I've got a shot. So nice. um, kudos to him for letting me know and, and, uh, taking away a little bit of that, uh, uh, that anxious feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that angst that I had, and uh, um, but I was still nervous. You know, I didn't know if it was going to hold up. So, but shout out to him, and uh, that's pretty much what I got. So, thanks for letting me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. It's pretty yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah, anytime. Cole, anytime. where can our listeners uh, follow you on uh, on your socials? Uh, they can follow me anywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you just search my name, Cole Garland. I'll show up. There's not very many Cole Garlands around, so. Um, you know, I'll be standing there probably with a fish in my hand. So, um, definitely separate myself from the other coals. So yeah, look me up, follow me and, uh, reach out if you have any questions. Very cool, man. Awesome. Cool. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, All absolutely. Right, thanks man. for having me guys. It was yeah. nice meeting. Same here, right. brother. Have a good evening. Thanks. You too. All right, guys on the line. Now we got Stephen Galloway, the Mayo end of the year bass brawl winner from Ford and Belleville Lakes. Welcome, Steve. How you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you had a, a pretty, pretty hefty bag. And uh, let's let's first start off, though, with, uh, you know, how you got into kayak fishing and, uh, you know, uh, what was your first, first kayak fishing tournament? Um, well, I got into kayak fishing uh, probably back in 2013. 13 I want to say I just started out in a little uh just a little cheap eight foot um sit-in kayak and uh moved up um to uh sit on top after that uh still a cheap one like a 10 foot uh future beach yeah um, right yeah and then uh last year I bought a used kayak on a uh native slayer uh propel 10 foot and uh that's my first pedal drive kayak so um, and that's what I've been fishing out of since then. So Sweet. pretty nice. Sweet. Yep. How you like Boy, that native? Oh, uh, it's definitely pretty nice. Uh, I like the pedal drive. It makes it a lot easier to fish in wind and current. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, just allows you to cover more water than uh, than a paddle. Yeah, that's for sure, man. That's for sure. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Have you, uh, you seen the new Slayer Max that they uh, just released? Um, I have not. Oh, uh, yeah. Not you got to go check it. that out. If you're a fan of the Slayer and the Titan, they just came yeah. out with the, uh, the Slayer Max for the 2020 launch. Pretty yeah, I'll have to check that out. Kayak. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Very cool, man. So this tournament took place on Ford and Belleville Lake. Uh, which yep. which lake did you end up fishing going into the event? I fished uh, Ford Lake. Okay. Uh, any any reasoning why you went Ford versus Belleville, or you got more familiar um, familiarity with one yeah, or the I, other? Um, I pre-fished uh, both of them. I went out a few times on both lakes, um, and uh, they both of them I uh, caught fish on, but uh, Ford just seems to have a little bit better average size. I noticed than Belleville. Okay. So. I just went with that, but, uh, yeah, pre-fishing, I didn't do that great, so, um, yeah, I, I look for fish out deep on both lakes, and I, I only found mostly small fish, just a couple nice ones, but. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, talk about, then. so you said you had a rough practice, so that means you had to make some changes, so talk about from a mental standpoint, you know, how you, how you came about changing things up and, and getting on fish yeah honestly um pre-fishing was kind of rough i found small fish out deep like uh 10 to 20 feet of water um, um by the tournament day i didn't really have a pattern figured out so i just ended up i just ended up fishing shallow and uh my confidence base is just fishing shallow docks um, lay downs, uh, grass, that kind of stuff. Um, basically, uh, I mean, they're both smallmouth dominant lakes. Uh, they're part of a river system. Um, but I basically just fished it like I would fish for largemouth up shallow. Um, I threw a net rig and a jig and a, um, just small, uh, like finesse jig. Uh, just that kind of stuff up on the shallow cover. Nice, nice. Time after time. You hear it, man. Yep. It's going back to uh, the baits, fishing yeah, what you're buddy. familiar with, it's getting it done. I like it. So what's uh, what's your what's your kind of favorite finesse jig? Because I love jig fishing. Um, the one I was throwing was a uh, it was a Strike King, I think. Okay. Um, finesse jig. I think it was a three eight three eight ounce. Um, and I and I had that paired with a uh, Z-Man Boar Hog. Oh, okay. Uh, boar Hog. Yeah, and I trimmed that down about a inch and a half or so to make it more of a trailer type length. So. Gotcha. I've never yeah. trailered the boar hogs. I've have done the TRD cross, but oh, okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try the boar hogs now. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. I dig it. So, you know, let's uh let's uh you know break down your tournament day, man. Like how it started off. Um, I mean, you caught a. A monster bag of smallmouth, man. Eighty-three and a quarter. Biggest one was eighteen and and three quarters. So, I mean, how did the morning start out and then progress throughout the day, man? Um, well, it started out. Uh, I started out throwing a um, started out on a point, and I was throwing a square bill crankbait of KVD one point five, um, alternating between that and a topwater uh, spook, a super spook junior. Sure. Um. I got a few small fish on the 
uh, crankbait. Um, I think I I got a couple uh, couple keepers on that. Uh, I couldn't get anything on the top water, so I stopped throwing that pretty quick. Um, and then I threw a. I, I started to kind of try and fish out deep. Um, threw an rig out there. Um, didn't really catch much. I might have caught one or two more keepers after that. Um, uh, that was probably by the time around uh, 10 o'clock or so. Um, I had caught my fifth fish, my last keeper, um, on the north side of the lake, uh, just fishing a set of docks up there. And that one was a 16 and a half, I believe. That was my biggest fish at the time. Okay. Um, and after that, I just decided to head to the south side of the lake, southwest side of the lake, um, and just fish. That's when I just decided to fish my confidence base now that I had a limit. Um, just maybe find maybe find some largemouth, because I've heard there's big largemouth in that lake. They're just hard to find. I never did find any largemouth, but the smallmouth I did catch were I uh, upgraded. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, basically between around 1130 and one o'clock is when I made most of my calls. Um, I got my biggest 18, 18 and three quarters was my biggest smallmouth of the day. And that was, I caught on a uh, jig under a dock. Yep. That's awesome. So let's talk about that real quick. So you get a limit and you're like, you know, I know me personally in a tournament, you get a limit and it's like the weight on your shoulders has been relieved, right? And then you're like, uh-huh. all right, it's game on. And you went to your confidence yeah. bait and just, you know, just started grinding it out. I mean, do you have that same mm-hmm. feeling where, like, once you get a limit, it's like, all right, now I can basically do what I want and just see if I can find some bigger fish? Or are you still just, yeah, like, exactly. feel like the pressure's on because, you know, you felt like your bag wasn't that great, but it could be better? Um. Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I kind of felt a relief. Um, that I had a limit because I thought it was actually going to be a kind of a tough day to even catch a limit of 12 inch bass because my pre-fishing wasn't wasn't that great either so um, I just decided to head to the other side of the lake after that and um, yeah I um, started throwing the jig a little bit more because that tends to get some bigger bites uh, alternating between that alternating between that and a net rig and a crankbait uh, squareable crankbait um, and uh yeah, I caught, um, once I moved to the other side of the lake, I caught a, another 16 and a half inch bass, um, smallmouth, uh, like on the, probably one of the first few docks I hit. Okay. And then, uh, and then, uh, the fish I caught after that was my biggest, my 18 and three quarters. Um, and that one was on the jig. And then after that, uh, I think I got another 16 and then that one was, I believe, on a net rig. And then um, a uh, 15 and a half, which ended up being my smallest fish in my limit. I got that on a jig right around 1 o'clock. And then um, by that time, I kind of covered that whole shoreline. So I went back to the north side, but further further west. I caught a few more fish, but um, I didn't end up culling up after that. But still ended up being... Uh, I think it was an 83 and a quarter inch limit and it was ended up being enough to win so very cool man very cool yep i dig it sweet well so you know we we kind of talked to todd patrick over there a little bit and he says you're a stick man so what what do you contribute your consistency to uh you know in tournaments 
I'm not really 100 percent sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, I would yeah. probably say maybe um, time on the water is important. Just to um, figure out certain patterns and that kind of stuff. Sure. I I, I, I fish several times a week. Okay. So, um, so okay. yeah, time One, on the water is two, important. Two, three, four days a week. What's that? How many days a week you think you're putting on the water? Two, three, four. Um, I'd say yeah, four to five days at least for an hour or two. Nice, dude. Wow. Yeah, try to get out a little bit. Yeah, as much as I can. That's awesome, man. No, I think that's uh, that's pretty in line with a lot of guys that you see at the top of these leaderboards. Is you know, it's just spending time on the water, just knowing your equipment mm-hmm. and and getting out there and yep. fishing and trying different stuff, man. So that that's cool. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. So with uh, with this finish. Um, are you qualified top five spots in AOI to go down to the Crossroads Classic? Uh, yes, I yep, I am qualified for that. Awesome. So, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't hundred um, percent decided on if I'm going or not, but I'm leaning towards it. So. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we hope to see you there, man, and uh, good luck yeah. on that if you do. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, man. Absolutely. Uh, we definitely appreciate you taking the time out tonight to, to chat with us about uh, the tournament and just a little bit about yourself. If guys want to go and uh, give you a follow on social media, how could they do that? And then any uh, sponsors or pro staffs or anything like that you want to shout out or friends or anything, man, have at it. All right. Um, well, first I'd like to thank my family just for uh, supporting me, family, friends. Um, and uh, geez, I don't have any um, sponsors right now, but um, – I do have social media. Uh, Facebook, I have, it's just Stephen Galloway, my name. Okay. Um, Instagram is S Galloway Fishing. All right. one word. Um, and that is also my, uh, I have a YouTube channel too. Um, I haven't been super active on that lately, but I'll, I'm going to try and start putting more, out more content. And that's also S Galloway Fishing. Very cool. I'm going to check that out, man. Yep. Yeah, you just got All a right. new follower, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to subscribe as we speak. Follow, (laughs) subscribe. (laughs) Very cool, man. Well, thanks again, man. Uh, We appreciate you coming on and chatting with us for a few minutes. And, uh, you know, uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, seeing your name at the top of the leaderboard again in the future and chatting with you again, man. All right. Yeah, no problem. All right, brother. Yep. Yep. Thanks thanks for uh, having me on the uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Pleasure's yep. all ours. Appreciate you. Yep, no problem. Thanks, man. Yep, you're welcome. All right, everyone. You just heard from two awesome guests. We got a lot of great intel from them. And yeah. uh, definitely got to kind of live vicarious, vicariously through them on these events. And, and that was pretty exciting. So now is the time of the show where we like to go over upcoming events, events that we're going to cover next week on the episode and uh we'll get started here with the first event which is SIAC southern indiana kayak anglers club uh here in indiana they have their final event of the season which is the september showdown that event is going to be held on september 8th which is a sunday and that is in the huger national forest which the huger national forest comprises a large portion of the southern indiana area but uh, they specifically are targeting Perry County, which has, there's five eligible bodies of water, all small 
uh, smaller bodies of water, but anglers will be able able to pick from those five bodies of water to fish uh, in, in this event, and that's going to be pretty cool to see. Heck yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, those guys are also, we talked about it earlier, the Crossroads Classic. Uh, those guys are competing for those angler of the year spots to qualify for that tournament. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm excited. I'm personally going to be fishing in that. So uh, only my second event locally here this year. And uh, I'm excited to get out on the water with these guys. So if you win, do you interview yourself? <laughs> well, I, how's that work? <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I should have uh, I should have put the SIAC Nocturnal Tournament on uh, the the upcoming events for this week because I could have talked about my my win there. So, yeah, man. But uh, I didn't do that. I didn't think ahead far enough. So. <laughs> But yeah, maybe, maybe, or I guess I'll have you come on, fill in for me, and I'll be a guest. Okay, I like it. We'll do that. We'll do that. Does that sound good? All Absolutely. Right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got to go actually check this water out because I've never seen it before. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. All right, all right, all right. I got gotcha. you. Well, uh, we're also going to take a look at uh, KBF, the last KBF trail event. I think this is the last one for all the trails okay. down on Toledo Bend in Texas. And, uh, Man, you got some sticks in there, so be ready. I mean, you know, Jamie Broad, Brad Case. Um, man, I'm just just scrolling through here. I mean, Dwayne Taft. I mean, yeah. get ready. It's, it's gonna be yeah, a, it's a stout event. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a battle. So, in Toledo Bend, man, we all know how that lake fishes. So, right. get ready. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to recap that one, and hopefully we'll have the winner of that event on this show. Heck, yeah. All right, moving on to our third event we're going to be covering next week, and we're looking forward to uh, Massachusetts Kayak Bassin. They're fishing Lake, and I'm going to murder this. This is Lake Nip. I'm Nipping. <laughs> Nippin' Naked? Nippin' Naked? Something. Lake Inn. We're going to call it Lake Inn. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts is up there fishing a night tournament. So that's oh, going to cool. be exciting. A little nocturnal tournament, one of my favorites to fish. Heck and yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see the results from that one. So we'll have that coverage for you guys next week. Heck yeah, man. And then uh, last but not least, the second annual Wood Creek Classic on Wood Creek Lake in Kentucky. This is going to be a two-day event. Um, Five bass limit, eight-inch min. It'll be uh, the 31st and September 1st. So get ready for that one. That'll be interesting. Sizemore is on there. Just looking at, they only got a few signed up right now. So, um, but I remember seeing that name Sizemore before. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I think it's always cool to see and break down two day event totals. And then uh, I don't think we've covered a lot in Kentucky on uh, on this segment. So uh, it's kind of cool to have a, a a new state in there and see how see how they do. So um, looking forward to that one. Definitely. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Well, I think this was a jam-packed show, man. I dig it. 
Absolutely. I like, I like being on the final cast. I think this is my my third debut over here. So, well, my first time with you, Mister Jones. So, thanks for well, having me. It helps if you get the name, the segment name, right. Oh yeah, final cast, reel down. Um, you know, yeah. I, you, you got so many going <laughs> on. Hard to keep it all together. Yeah, well, as you guys heard Wednesday with me talking with uh, Scott Butcher, um, he's like, "I got a hard time keeping up with you, bro. You got like seventeen shows going on over there." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you have no idea. You think two doing two shows is hard?" I'm like, try managing like 10 kayak fishing junkies to like produce content. I'm like, it's not the easiest thing in the world, bro. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The reel down segment. Um, So yeah, no, it's, I love being over here, man. It's always fun recapping and hearing what guys are doing just because I'm a tournament angler myself, just like you, man. So it's cool to get the different insights from everybody around the country and, you know, their thought process and everything like that. So I dig it. Speaking of a lot going on, uh, we're making some, some big upgrades to, to the website. Yeah. 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 What we got going on there. Yeah. So, uh, definitely guys check out the website ton of stuff going on over there i know we've been talking about it we're finally almost done with all the upgrades pages getting filled in every host has a gear page so if you hear us talking about a piece of gear and you're like oh what was that you can go check that out on the website we're all putting up blogs um you know and it could be about anything and everything i know josh eldridge just put one up about a, a trip down to tennessee and did a little striper fishing um i just put one up about um spending some time in the coos hd i know jay randall this week is out in idaho fishing for sturgeon just got a text for him while we were recording he lost an eight foot sturgeon uh that came jumping out of the water so i'm sure you'll see something about that but uh check out the blogs and then not only that guys we got we got uh the paddle and fin gear in the store tab so check that out. We got we got some exciting things coming up. I've been working on some t-shirt designs. Uh, we've all been talking about that. So we got t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves. Um, if you haven't seen the the hats that we're working on as well, they got that leather patch with the paddle and fin logo stamped on there. They're really slick. So um, you know if you guys are interested in that, check that out. Um, plus the proceeds from now until Jackson Orr's tournament goes directly to um, his charity event to help out the charities that they're going to be donating to. So it's super cool, man. Um, you guys definitely want to check that stuff out. Um, and uh, as always, uh, if you're a tournament trailer, you fish in a tournament trail, you want to get your trail recapped on this show, email paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to talk talk about your trail. I mean, we're trying to cover tournament trails nationwide. So, um, yeah, reach out to us, and uh, we'd love to cover that stuff. As always, you can follow us on social media, at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're constantly putting up posts, what our new episodes are about, you know, the swag stuff. Um, I know Mr. Josh Eldridge is working on some giveaway stuff, so... You know, be watching that stuff for sure, and uh, I think you guys will dig it. Um, do do we want to make a little brief announcement about our our soon to be show sponsor? 
new show sponsor or should we just like kind of leave that hanging for now Ooh, i don't know you know actually no better time than now no I, better time than now. I, I think you're right i think you're right you know, it's meant to be you coming on the show tonight yeah <laughs> i think it's meant to be so we have been working with trc covers rod covers accessories reel covers things like that guys so um there will be a special rod sleeve in the works let's leave it at that so we we gave a little bit we'll give a little bit more down the road once we once we get some stuff so but uh guys check out trc covers man um super slick they float so if you like keeping your rods covered in your boat and pull a sleeve off falls off your deck at least it's going to float it's not going to sink to the bottom of the lake or river and uh, you can get them back so um, same thing with real covers um, you know they got a whole line of stuff so check them out at trccovers.com and with that being said also want to shout out Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co., and Michigan, Ohio Kayak Anglers. And always, don't forget about the plastics recycling program. Save your used plastics from the season. Throw them in a little baggie. Put them in the mailbox. Mail them to the address in the show notes. Our good man Eric Richards out there at Hammered Lures melts those down into new baits and donates them to Heroes on the Water. So give back till next time tight lines smooth paddling boom search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv